Now my dad's name was Hubert. Let's be honest, not particularly trendy, not particularly popular as a name, never has been, probably never will be. And my dad died, he went to glory in Christmas 2017. And when he did, so seemingly did his name. Until our little grandson was born in November last year, he's six months old now, and he was given my dad's name Hubert by his mummy and daddy. I'll never forget how overjoyed I was when Chris phoned to tell us that our new grandson was called Hubert. After two years in the space of a phone call, in a flash that name Hubert so quickly becoming a fading memory of my dad's precious life, that name came back to life in a flash with all the memories and richness and tapestry of my dad's life and all the promise of this new little boy's existence, his great-grandson. You see, a name always carries a story and God has a name. Does that surprise you that God has a name? We're sometimes tempted to approach God as a, a nice idea, as an it, as a fancy concept. With Father, Son and Holy Spirit tagged onto that concept like um, a label on a box. This way it's nice and comfortable. God can be kept at bay at a comfortable intellectual distance, far enough to think about or debate without having to commit. Of course the Lord's Prayer doesn't get us off so lightly. When we pray our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name, it's like saying Hubert's right here in front of us, that God is living, God is personal, God acts and God invites us to trust him. And God has a specific name, not as specific as Hubert maybe, although once a child was heard to say one, one time, our father in heaven, Harold be your name. It's the name Yahweh, originally spelt just with consonants, no vowels in between. So holy was this name that you couldn't even say it out loud. It was just like the sound of breath, of air. Back at the beginning of the Hebrew Exodus, when God appears to Moses at the burning bush, Moses asked God, so who are you then? And who will I tell the people that you are when I go back to them? And God says, Yahweh, tell them I am who I am. Honestly, even as a child, when I was told that Bible story, I was never impressed by God's answer, not really. I'm not sure if we went to a business meeting or out on a first date, and were asked to introduce ourselves, we could get away with that answer, I am who I am. How can we relate to somebody prepared to give so little of themselves away? So if, as I believe the Bible to tell us, that God is so compassionate, so generous, so deeply interested in us, there has to be more to this answer. There has to be something bigger to grasp behind that immediate response, I am who I am. And perhaps it's something to do 
with the bigger reality that no name, word or label can ever contain fully who God of heaven and earth is for us. God is living and true, says Stanley Howass. But this God is not to be jerked about, excuse the Americanism, by every human women cry. This God is sovereign, free, untamed, compassionate and holy. Now going back to my dad Hubert, Hubert was a wonderful human being in my estimation as his daughter and I thought he was a great Christian leader. Gifted, creative, with boundless energy, some people called him dynamo, yet he could sometimes be confrontational if he felt he had to be, if he had to stand up for something and sometimes that got him into trouble so I understand. He could challenge the, the status quo, quo. Some loved this in Hubert and others could be rattled by it. But most of all, Hubert was so much more than any human being judged him to be. Extraordinarily kind and compassionate and thoughtful too. For his Thanksgiving service programme after he died, I and my sisters, my two sisters, chose what we thought was a lovely picture of Dad for the front cover of the programme. And it was Hubert in a reflective mood, you know, one of those with his eyes cast quite a long way away from the camera. And when our own Commissioner Norman Howe saw that picture, and he knew my dad and he loved him very much, when he saw that picture he said, now that's the Hubert not everyone got to see. You see, God is so much more than any human name or label we can try and put on him. As Richard said last Sunday, God's not a wish projection made in our own image or what we'd like to, God to be. God may be personal, but he's never cosy. God is sovereign, awesome, holy, apart and beyond. Holy is your name. Nevertheless, God is deeply interested in us, in our joys and in our sufferings, right here, right now, even in this pandem pandemic situation. Which is why God of heaven and earth has graciously told us his name and invites him to call us by that name, our Father. And our lives are meant to be lived within that generous invitation, to be caught up in a larger adventure than our own lives, than our own little plans and projects. To live otherwise is to live in conflict with our truest selves. For as St Augustine says, God, we were made for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. So how do we honour God in our, how do we honour his name in our daily lives, in the world, in this particular world, in this coronavirus context? It's just so simple, not rocket science this morning. We honour God's name firstly in how we worship. This morning we read how in the middle of the tumultuous world in which Isaiah found himself, maybe similar to ours, different, but those same emotions. He finds himself in the Jerusalem temple, in the Holy of Holies. And as he worships, as he gets on his knees, as he bows his head, 
He has an awesome vision of God who is holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, Isaiah hears. The whole earth is full of his glory. And this vision so humbles him that he leaves that worship time, a changed man, a cleansed human being, one ready to be sent by God in God's service. Like Isaiah, it's always in worship, first of all, that we find ourselves able to cry, holy is your name. Now we're not in our own temple right now. We're not even in our churches, in our church buildings. But as we find that space in our hearts, in our homes, by our beds, to enter into God's holy presence, we find ourselves also changed. Our perspective changes. Our private agendas changed. Our differences get resolved. Things that used to matter don't seem to matter anymore. Everything falls away as we catch sight of God's glory. You see, to call God's name holy is to have your life recalibrated around God's loving purposes. Jesus prayed before every event. He prayed every event he could be found on his knees, bending his life in the direction of his heavenly Father's will. Now, these are challenging days with suffering and threat to us personally, to our world, to communities, to the economy, to our church, to our denomination at so many levels. So to come to, in worship to pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, each day resets our spiritual compass. Each morning we wake to trust God yet again in the middle of all of this. And so honouring God's name has to be also about our daily choices, our words, our actions, our gestures, the simplest of things. Imperfect as our lives may be, we live to honour God's name in our living. And our lives are far from perfect for sure, aren't they, as Christians? So it's crucial that every day we recall how we live in honour of God's name, to resist the constant, constant temptation to start worshipping other smaller gods with a small g. In other words, Christians don't steal, they don't cheat in their marriages or in their relationships, they choose to share their wealth, they choose to act kindly with justice and mercy, they choose to fight for equality, not to get into goods God's good books or anyone's good books come to that but because they have been made right with God and have promised to live to honour God's holy name. To make visible that our holy compassionate God reigns in and over us in all that we do and are as well as what we say. And as we pray the Lord's Prayer says Stanley Hallowass the more closely our lives become shaped by the perfect love of the one whose name we honour. Perhaps you've been regarding faith, especially in these days, as, as a matter of trying to do the right thing, to give the right response, to know what you think about dilemmas such as, I don't know, abortion, sexuality, euthanasia, 
or even disease like coronavirus. Gosh, who of us has got those answers? But that's all putting the cart before the horse, says Stanley. Faith is first to trust what God in Christ has done for us. We can't possibly know how to live, he says, until we're willing to say, holy is your name. So Christians are people whose values become shaped by the Lord's Prayer. Even our, our understanding of this pandemic and the suffering must be shaped as we pray the Lord's Prayer together. But one thing's for sure, to pray holy is your name is never going to be a cheap and easy prayer. It's going to cost us, for no sooner are those words out of our mouth than we'll find ourselves in a daily struggle to, to make sure it's true, to resist the worship of lesser things. Things like our creativity, our talent, our giftedness, our knowledge, our wealth, our success, even our relationships. Wonderful as these things may be, they can only ever be gifts from the one whose name we honour. For we discover this generous, compassionate God to whom we belong has also given us a name. It might not be Hubert, and it might not be Harold. This name, though, is for all of us. It's the name chosen, it's the name loved, and it's the name called. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. To say this calls for your trust, to venture into a living relationship with God, whose son is Jesus. Will you trust him? I invite you to join me as we say the Lord's Prayer, to say it with me from your heart. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.